What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the Place and Video Games Podcast Network, and the only gaming podcast that totally knows 90s fashion. I mean, we studied 90s fashion. We're all about that 90s fashion. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me this week is absolutely nobody. Uh, that's right, Lucas had a family emergency uh, come up, so of course, you know, I said go, go do the family thing, take care of your family, that's way more important than us making poop and fart jokes and dad jokes and song references on the internet for an hour anyway but uh, i wanted to make sure we still put out a show uh so i said well I'll come on and i'll i had all my notes ready to go so i will just carry on Edward son without Luke. i will refrain from singing all by myself i did that before i hit record while i cradled myself in the corner with my knees to my chest sobbing uh but i was able to pull myself together long enough to record this for you the fans and you know what else we have to do those super fans we have, those people who love us so much, they support us over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So special thank you to Mike Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Rob Emanuel, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, Grouchy Surge, Chris M., Devin Tyus, and Josh the Bonesaw Barboni. Thank you all for your love and support. And hey, if you want to join that awesome group of people head on over to patreon.com slash psv we don't just take your money you get some stuff in return so head on over to the website check it out find out all those special goodies you get and uh throw us a buck or two if you love us because by gosh darn it we... but now that that's out of the way let's get into the show uh, as best i can this will obviously be a little bit of a shorter show um because i can only talk to myself for so long without going completely crazy and hating the sound of my own voice right now it already feels weird just uh, not podcasting with headphones on because I don't need to hear anybody else. So I'm getting to hear myself or have. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been a week. Uh, work has been work. Uh, finally got around to having uh, our annual review, uh, which keep in mind, like our raises, if we get any, don't come into effect until like April. But uh, yeah, that went well. Uh, and I'm getting finally some help in my position. Uh, somebody else that I, I'm going to train to do some of the work that I do to, to ease my workload a little bit which is nice um however like immediately after they told me that i started getting more stuff to do just different stuff uh working through those kinds of things of course that is life the good news is they made no intention of trying to make me come back to the office anytime soon or really at all so i get to continue to work from my cave down here at home which which will be nice um but we're here to talk about video games so let's let's jump into that let's talk a little about what i've been playing um first off i rebooted up today actually uh, as i'm recording this friday night the division two um, I did get the Warlords of New York expansion, uh, dirt cheap, uh, so that made me want to replay the game a little bit. I didn't get very far in Division 2. I don't remember why, because I do enjoy the game, but there must have been something that came out that distracted me and took me away from playing it. I kind of put it on the back burner. So I booted it back up, started a new character, uh, grabbed the uh, Raccoon City Police Department uniform that is uh, live this weekend. Um, immediately put that on my character, because I think it's funny and kind of cool. 
Um, but yeah, I still love the game. Uh, it was uh, Xbox Series enhanced, um, so the frame rate runs really well. The load times are super short. I do remember there were longer load times um, than prior before, so part of the enhancement and part of the, the newer hardware obviously playing uh, really helped that game. So I'm hoping to uh, continue chugging away with that because I did beat uh, the Medium this week, uh, which was really the only other game that was pulling my attention uh, to strictly play, which is why I'm able to move on to the division. So anyway, listening, I'll talk about the medium. I'm not going to give away anything spoilery. I'm not going to give away the ending. I'm not going to tell you storyline bits. I'm just going to talk a little bit about the game because there's a lot of people talking about it. Uh, it came out to kind of mixed reviews. Uh, Donnie and, and Seth and Elaine talked about it on Xbox Empire this week. So I want to talk a little bit about it as well. Uh, I know I talked about it last week and it wasn't super high up on the game. And I will say after my second play session of playing more of the game, it did hook me a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to say that the game runs any better, the mechanics are any different that really grabbed me. Uh, the gameplay is what the gameplay is. What you experience and play in the first hour is what you're going to experience through hour number eight and nine. Uh, I think the game took me, actually may not even be that long. It might have been six or seven hours I think I beat the game in. Not entirely sure, but... Um, I will say the story really goes in some interesting places that uh, there were definitely some components that I could see coming from a mile away. They were kind of uh, horror genre tropey, if you will. Um, but there were some stuff I really didn't know where they were going with up until like almost the, really the end of the game, uh, which was really cool. So I will say overall the game is good. Uh, it's not great, uh, but it's certainly not a bad game either. If you can get past the... Um, in air quotes, I will say feels old. Um, and you really kind of dive into the story and the creepy elements. The game I didn't find uh, scary at all. Nothing jarred me. Um, you know, not not claiming I'm a tough guy. I just didn't find the game very scary. Uh, there were certain elements that were kind of creepy, but uh, even then didn't much for me. But the, uh, the big bad of the game, uh, if you listen to him while playing headphones, that gets to be a little creepy. That's probably the, the scariest part of the game. Um, but it's really cool, and I will say I, I'm, I enjoyed it. Uh, there was a Blair Witch Easter egg uh, for anybody out there playing it. Keep an eye out for that. I did find that, um, and I didn't know it was there. Uh, I brought it to Donnie's attention. He said he saw it in another Discord, so he knew. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of cool. Uh, I think they did overall a pretty good job, keeping in mind, again, that they're not a major studio. Uh, it's an indie title for all intents and purposes, but uh, overall it was fun. So I, I enjoyed my time with it, um, despite it feeling a little old. Um, like I said, certain things like the models of the characters seemed off. A lot of the, the talking and the lip movement didn't match what was being said. Like it was off. Uh, so that kind of stuff was a little bit weird. But overall, I really enjoyed the time with the medium. I'm, I'm glad I played it. Uh, didn't take a ton of time, and it was something just a little bit different from the open world games like Assassin's Creed, Immortals, Watch Dogs, you know, things like that. This was something that was differently focused, which was fun. Uh, I do wish, and Elaine had said it uh, on Xbox Empire, was she wishes it came out on Halloween. I completely agree. Uh, this game would have felt uh, better playing it in like the, uh, than in the dead of winter, but uh, it is what it is. And I enjoyed it, so... Uh, I can hardly say if you have an Xbox and you have Game Pass, go try it. Um, but give yourself a couple hours. Don't just stop playing after the first hour or really even maybe the second hour. If you can dedicate three hours to it, uh, the story really start, started to grip me around that point. Uh, but if you can't get past things like gameplay or anything like that, I'm not going to tell you it gets better later in the game. It really doesn't. Uh, but uh, the story I found compelling enough to keep me uh, hooked and interested in the game. I will say in like the last act, the last half hour or so, some of it started to wear its 
welcome a little bit, which again, they talked about that on Xbox Empire. It's really hard to get yourself out of some of the writing in a horror aspect. Like no horror movie ends well. Um, you know, it's always just like a weird ending because they don't know how to tie up that story. Um, this ties up the story, but it seemed to overstay its welcome just a little bit for me towards the end. Things just took a lot longer to do. Uh, even though you weren't doing anything such as like, I, this isn't spoilery, but like you're just walking for a long period of time without much happening. And for short, you know, bursts, that's completely fine. But when you have like 10, 15 minutes of just doing that, uh, it seemed to be a bit unnecessary. But overall, good game. Have Game Pass. Try it out. Give it a couple hours if you're down with it. Um, and uh, yeah, medium. I recommend it. So um, that's really uh, for what I've been playing. I can hopefully talk about different things next week. Um, maybe other than the division two, but that will be my primary focus unless something pops up for a review or anything of that nature. So enough for me. It's time to hear what you folks had to say. So let's check out the messages. Message for you, sir. Now, thank you for guys for sending in these messages. Um, I do appreciate it. Like I said, it gives me a little bit more to talk about. I didn't want to just sit on them for another week. But I think one of these will have Lucas address later on. Hope he's on it. But first question comes in from Seth. Uh, Seth says, you're tasked with preparing a meal based on one of the games you've been playing this week. What are you cooking up? So I'm not going to make a meal around the Division 2. I'm going to go with the meat. Now, for folks who maybe aren't following the medium link at all, um, my dish will be imperative that you understand at least the concept of the medium where it's a person in reality and a person in some sort of alternate reality speaks or deceased. Uh, folks, there's a light and dark aspect, kind of like Twilight Prince. Um, and, you know, things look normal on one side. Things are really horrific and macabre on the other side. So what I would make would be a uh, noodle dish. So part of it would be a regular pasta noodle. It's like, you know, fettuccine Alfredo. Uh, and the other part would be squid ink pasta. So you have that harsh contrast of the lights and darks to go there um, to match kind of what goes on in the medium. But then I'd also have... You know, an Alfredo sauce, like a cheese-based sauce, then it to give it kind of a, not sweet, but, you know, not tart or anything like that, like normal uh, flavoring. But I'd spice that up with some uh, Chinese hot and spicy sausage to give it a little kick there, too. So you have that kind of light and dark, the sweet and the spicy kind of contrasting all together in one dish, uh, kind of melding that up together. Uh, for the medium, and I would probably plate it just to be fancy in the medium in that split screen aspect where the regular fettuccine is on one side of the plate and the squid ink pasta is on the other side of the plate. So you get that yin and yang almost kind of going on. And then, of course, you gotta you gotta mix it up before you eat. Uh, that would be what I would make there, Seth. Thank you. That's a, that's an interesting question to kind of think about it in a different aspect. Um, I could I was also debating on whether instead of doing like an Alfredo to do like a ramen with the same type of methodology, uh, the light and dark noodles, and then uh, maybe a fried egg to represent death. Uh, which also is reflective in the medium. So that's that's personally what I would do. Our second question comes in from Dev. And this this one's really ironic. So I'm going to read the question first, and I'll get into a little bit of the backstory ad here. Um, Dev asks, what are your thoughts on Coca-Cola with coffee? I just had one and was pleasantly surprised, but y'all know I love my trash foods. So Dev sent in this question uh, after I asked for questions, and I hadn't gone back into Discord to see it, but Lucas was private message. Uh, if you're familiar with Discord, if you're tagged directly or you get DMs that notifies you, I don't get notified of every single message, obviously, because our Discord is hopping and I my battery would die in 10 minutes. Um, so I didn't see this question come in, but Lucas mentioned, I'm going to look and see if I can maybe find some of that Coca-Cola coffee to try in the show. And I was like, oh, that'd be great. I actually have some. It was just really ironic 
that Deb sent in this question on the same day uh, that I went out shopping and I saw cases of this um, for like five bucks for a four pack. Uh, I bought the two flavors that there were just vanilla and the dark rose. Uh, and I just want to try it because I try weird things and this is Coke and coffee. So I had to try it not expecting really anything and even kind of was like, how oh, is this even going to work? But I bought them and to then find out later that day, Dev had asked a question about it and Lucas had referenced trying it live on the air. So when I saw the question, I decided I was not going to drink any until right now. So Dev, I'm going to give you a live reaction to this and hopefully Lucas can find some and have it for next week. But what I'm going to try here is uh, the vanilla flavored. So folks, it's exactly what it sounds like. If you haven't seen this, it's literally Coca-Cola with coffee. Um, it's in the same type of cans. If you've seen those Coke energy drinks that they, um, where it's just like Coke and I think they have a like cherry Coke and a Coke zero version of it. So it's like these skinny can, um, much like a Red Bull can. And it says, uh, Coca-Cola coffee, great Coca-Cola taste blended with rich, luxurious coffee. Yeah, it's, that's what it is. Um, 70, uh, but yeah, I'm going to try now. I have the v here. Uh, I didn't try either one, but I'm just going to try the vanilla here because I'm not going to drink. So yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Let's crack it open. I'm going to smell it first. Okay, and right off the bat, you get you get the Coke smell. You can definitely smell Coke come out of it. But within the background, you get like a little bit of coffee notes. Um, if you're from the Northeast, and I don't think it's really a national thing, at least not down south, the iced coffee, you get kind of hints of like a light, light iced coffee. But mostly I just smell Coke, to be completely honest. So let's try this. Wow, okay. Um, hmm, this is actually really good. So your first initial sip, the first notes you get on the front of your tongue, is you definitely taste the Coke. Um, you actually don't get any coffee at all, I want to say, in like the initial sipping action. But as it goes down your tongue and you swallow it, it really, you get the notes of the vanilla stands out. Um, and more than, it's more vanilla flavor than if you had the vanilla Cokes when those come out. I know they've been in and out and you may have had them at different times, but it's definitely a stronger vanilla taste than that. But the after notes is where you get the coffee uh, flavoring in there. But it's very much like a coffee soda. I'm trying to see if it actually has coffee in it and it looks like according to the ingredients it has coffee powder um so i want to say it's just coke with coffee powder and that, that's obviously mixed in so you got that soda so it's literally like having a coffee soda but the initial taste tastes just like coke but honestly it's really good it's not something i would have expected um to work uh, you think of those things and it doesn't make any sense and i know coca-cola has been used for a lot of different things over the years obviously you know medicine initially um i want to look up something here folks to show my age a little bit so we know uh coca-cola way back in the day had cocaine and it was you know not as a as a soft drink purposes but i remember as a kid and i don't know why um uh, getting coca-cola syrup as a medicine um so i'm gonna look this up and make sure i'm not completely crazy cola syrup uh, but I know I definitely took it, and it does taste like just like Coca-Cola, and that's kind of almost what... Yeah, so I even see this bottle here, Kmart Pharmacy, Coca-Cola, nausea or vomiting is what it was for, apparently. Uh, this would have been in the EB90s, but I want to say... I don't know if it's used today really at all. Uh, I want to say it was in this. Coca-Cola syrup still still there for upset on spot. Yeah, so they do still make it. Um, it's not necessarily Coca-Cola. Uh, but Vermont Country Store, which, uh, Takeda, if you're listening, I know you're probably very famous. Um, they actually still, to this day, it's $20.95. Uh, and it's, remember when you had an upset stomach and your mother would soothe it with a dose of pure cola syrup? Well, you can't find it at the drugstore anymore, but cola syrup is still an excellent remedy for an upset stomach. Ours has that rich cola flavor you love, plus we make it with pure cane sugar, never high fructose corn syrup. Add it to sparkly seltzer water for a refreshing homemade cola beverage, too. Um, but yeah, it's a tried and true relief for upset stomachs. 
So yeah, that was a thing. And I, I remember getting that as a kid. And that's really kind of the taste it has there because it's a much more, um, this Coca-Cola with coffee tastes much more like uh, concentrated Coke than what you'd get, uh, obviously, after, after it's blended. So I think it's a higher percentage of the, the Coke syrup is in there. But yeah, it's good. It's weird. So I recommend, um, if you guys like Coke or really coffee, uh, give it a shot if you can find it. I do know they make a vanilla, they make a dark roast, and they make a caramel. Uh, I saw the caramel at the grocery store, but it was like $2 a can. And I didn't want to pay that much for it when I was getting a five, uh, four pack for five bucks. So I, I didn't want to do that just to try the caramel. So if I ever see it, I'll pick it up uh, for that deal I got. But uh, if not, I'm perfectly perfectly content. So yes, if you're into weird drinks or you got to try this at least, uh, Coca-Cola coffee. Uh, I did see it in the markets. Um, it's with the Coke products. Uh, if you have like a stop and shop or grocery store and they have like those, those coolers by the checkouts that have all the energy drinks. If you see the Coke energy drinks, they were right next to those as well. Um, but yeah, Coca-Cola coffee, give it a shot. Weird enough to work. I'm telling you. So thank you, Dev and Seth for sending in your questions. And, uh, if you folks have any questions, you can always reach out to us on the discord. Uh, you can slide into them DMS with those questions. If you want, we will always ask on recording day. And, uh, you can also ask online at Twitter, uh, at PSVJ Kevin. Answer your question as Lord knows, but that is it for this week's questions. But it's been a week. So I do want to talk about a few stories. So it's time, ladies and gentlemen, check out the news of the week i'm commander shepherd and this is my favorite news outlet on the citadel first up here i'm going to talk about i did make a joke about it in the discord and uh some people laughed out loud at it but most people did not because my jokes are tasteless so let's talk a little bit about this because it surprisingly didn't get a ton of media coverage from what i saw uh zenimax co-founder and ceo robert altman has died um he co-founded bethesda parent company zenimax and was the company's chairman and ceo has died uh bethesda announced today um he was formerly a lawyer. He teamed up with Bethesda founder Christopher Weaver in 1999 to create Zenimax, which in addition to Bethesda's internal studios also owns Arcane, uh, who did Dishonored, id Software, of course, from Doom, Machine Games, who handles all the Wolfenstein, and Tango Gameworks, the Evil Within studio. Um, he is survived by his wife, Linda, and two children, and his thoughts, you know, our thoughts obviously go out to family and friends. But yeah, that's a shame. Um, obviously a titan in the industry, and it's weird to see this great partnership that Zenimax is about to really uh, engage with Microsoft, and unfortunately one of the people who started all are not going to be around to see it. So uh, naturally my joke that got eye rolls was that uh, looks like Phil Spencer put out a hit. To yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Robert. Uh, we all know if you've listened to this show for any period of time that Bethesda is one of, if not my favorite, um, game studios. Uh, they just make all the things I love, and you know, just named them: Dishonored, Doom, Wolfenstein, <laughs> uh, Fallout, obviously, um, all those games. So you know, a creative person uh, who was at the helm, you know, have to go away to see really what was up next for them. You know, the involvement with Microsoft, what that's going to turn into. I imagine that would have been an exciting time, um, or maybe he would have stepped down anyway and taken a back seat, knowing he didn't have to run the company necessarily anymore. But uh, yeah, sad news, but uh, I think a little relevant, and unfortunately, not getting enough press. Next news article I found, uh, and keep in mind, folks, here at PSVG Prime, we don't necessarily cover uh, what's the latest and greatest or hot news, if you will. We cover the odd story. Uh, this is right up that alley. Someone actually 
managed, ladies and gentlemen, to hit every single Smash Brothers Melee credit after 20 years. It's 190 names. So if you're not familiar with Super Smash Bros. Melee, uh, arguably the best Smash Brothers uh, to a lot of people from the Nintendo game. Uh, in the, after you beat the game, um, the credits would roll. And you would be able to fly around and kind of shoot it. You'd have like this uh, reticule and you would shoot all the different things. Um, so naturally, as you're sitting there watching the credits, as you beat Smash Brothers for the 1300th time, you just try and mash it hit every name possible. So it's known for having this kind of at the end of the single player campaign pretty much in every iteration now. Um, such an iconic part of the series. You know, it's kind of it's kind of weird. But until this year, absolutely nobody had managed to hit all 190 names in the melee sequence. Uh, but there was a gentleman named Nathaniel Brady, a bandy, sorry, who put out a challenge to the community. The first person to nail every credit would win $3,000 out of his own pocket. The run had to be on actual GameCube hardware and recorded so that viewers could see the actual inputs on the controllers. He had to record himself and his hands and the game um, and recorded so that the viewers could see the, the inputs. Deadline would be March 31st, um, known as the meme day where Nintendo games arbitrarily vanish from existence as well. Um, but yeah. And somebody did it. One week later, after the gauntlet was thrown, Martin Zarate was did it. He told Polygon via Twitter that it took about 50 hours to accomplish with practice for individual sections, clocking in at about a dozen hours each. The most challenging part would be the voice actors. They come in all different directions, and there is zero room for error, he said. After you get the hardest part out of the credits, you're going to stay composed. And hit. Um, According to him, it likely took this long for anyone to do this because there wasn't any incentive attached. Obviously, we know gamers, if there's a challenge out there, people go and do it. Um, the last known record happened over a decade ago. In 2007, a player managed to hit 182 of this, um, but he recognized that it's a challenging task, let alone. You had to learn a difficult control style, memorize the pattern, and execute very difficult inputs. The money, he said, will go towards his tuition. He's getting a degree in parks and natural resources with the hopes of becoming a park ranger. So, hey, congrats to you, man. But that's crazy. Uh, if you've ever played it, you can find the video online. You can view it on YouTube. Super Smash Brothers Melee Credit Shooting 190. Um... If you haven't seen it, please watch it. The The sequence is kind of nuts, and like you said, a lot of it's patterns, and it can be done. I remember doing fairly well, not 182, but I would get pretty high up on there, too, 160s, 170s. Um, but, yeah, the voice actors, it just, there was no, the pattern kind of went away. And if you missed a shot, you would likely not have enough time to get another shot and still hit everything else. You had to be precise with all of them. So, yeah, crazy. So, congrats, man. $3,000 richer. And speaking of richer, my last article today. I didn't really want to talk about this story at all, and it's funny because uh, Lucas last week um, didn't pull up any of his news stories either, and I didn't either because I didn't really want to talk about it, but the whole um, Wall Street, GameStop, you know, nonsense is still going on weeks later, um, but this story I thought was honorable, and again, not seeing the coverage everywhere, and this one I think should be. So, in case you are a little bit out of the loop, and don't worry about it, if you are, it's been a weird time in the stock market, GameStop and Reddit uh, during the last few weeks... Uh, they've noticed that hedge funds have bet a lot of money on the ailing video game store stock going down, so they rallied a ton of people to buy the stock, driving up the price and causing those hedge funds to lose billions on their bet. In the process, some lucky Redditors made incredible returns in the GameStop stock. Now, some of them are using it for some good, which I think is awesome. Hunter Khan, a 20-year-old Minnesota native who attends Cornell University, made almost $30,000 from his GameStop investments. Instead of keeping the games for himself, he used some of them to buy six Nintendo Switches and some games to donate to Children's Minnesota Hospital. And yes, he bought those gifts from GameStop. So uh, he, he 
posted the picture online. I'm proud to do my part in paying forward to our good fortune with the donation of six Nintendo Switches and games to go with them uh, to the Children's Minnesota Hospital. Can't stop, won't stop, GameStop. Still long 50 shares. I will not sell. So he's still holding on. He didn't sell all the stock. He held on to him. Um, he said, I love video games, and I know it'd be a terrible, it would be terrible being a kid in a hospital with no joy helping them through. Con told reporters, it was a better feeling than waking up in the morning and seeing that GameStop stock was on. So very honorable thing. Uh, obviously, me participating in Extra Life, I, I raise money every year for the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. So I was very pleased to see this being put to some good. Um, you know, Obviously, he's going to pay off some of his college education, and the rest is going uh, towards benefiting these poor kids who need help. So, yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, so, again, some feel-good stories out of Kevin, out of all things, which is weird. But, yeah, so that's really all I was going to talk about this week because, again, I can only listen to myself for so long. But I didn't want to leave you folks without a show at all. I hope you enjoyed this a little bit here. Uh, before we do sign off, though, I do want to ask uh, everybody that's out there listening, if you have any – I'm going to kind of bite board with video games uh, spiel a little bit. If you have any suggestions or feedback for the show – um, do me a favor, hit me up, uh, DM me in the discord let me know via Twitter in DMs, however you want to do at PSVG Kevin. Uh, let me know if there's anything you really like about the show or anything you want to see maybe added to it or kind of shaken up a little bit. We're always open, um, to some feedback or ideas because we know this show is kind of a potpourri of all different things. We don't necessarily have a uh, diehard, uh, topic or, you know, focus area. We kind of just have some fun and talk about things we want to talk about. So if there's something specific you want us to kind of look at or maybe give it a shot let me know i'm always open up to it so just slide in um but yeah so i just want to give you a heartfelt thank you uh for listening to uh, hopefully you may help us spread the word if you know anybody else that might or somebody you really hate that you want to subject them to this kind of thing share and tell people you prime in this podcast network uh, i do wish lucas and his family uh the best of luck and hopefully he will be back next for some laughs some chuckles and sh- sh- some shenanigans but for tonight, tonight, it's just Kevin, and I'm signing off. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for telling your friend. It's importantly, we ask that you never stop and coke with your coffee. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor, and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.